and circumstances of things I could not understand. And many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision, my frustration against
Right. Come on. We appreciate Brother uh, Morgan, and we just want him to, and I'm sure he will, obey him. I'm so thankful. I know who Jesus is. Praise the Lord. A little bit about prison ministry. Don't let it dampen your spirit. But uh, the pandemic's over. But we have to tell you, before it was, we did go to South Carolina prison. Went to Mississippi once a year to prison. And we have been to Oklahoma in the prison. We have been to North Carolina in the prison. Huh? Virginia in the prison. We've been all over the place. Oh, yeah. Still going. But one of the highlights of the return back to action, I guess you could put it that way, is cell front visitation in Florida. Something never was able to do in Georgia, and that's go back where they are that can't get out, they can't come to church, they're locked down in that little cubicle called a cell, and just really begging for somebody to come. Man on death row told me last month, month before last, he said, ain't been nobody by here lately, not even the Catholics has come. You know, they were going pretty regularly, but something stopped them that month. Thank God this little holiness preacher come through there. Praise the Lord. But anyway, my wife asked me on the way over here, she said, well, when are you going to Smith? Smith is Smith State Prison down there at Glenville. We've not been in there since the pandemic. The chaplain called today, and when I see the name show up on ID, I said, well, they're ready for me to come. But no, he said, they're just crazy down there. 
and he's referring to the prisoners and I'm sure they're not the only ones that's needing some help but uh, there's just not nothing going on he said they're just the inmates are not interested in coming up to church he tries to have a Bible study and just a very small handful will come out he said the only volunteers that they're letting come in is Gideon's which go down to the three-tier program, which is isolation or solitary confinement. Depends on what state of the union you're in is what you call it. They call it close management in Florida. But anyway, I just dropped a little statement to him. I said, well, could I come do that if yeah. I'm in the area? Sure. Give me a call when you can. Yeah. So my wife says, well, when you're going to Smith. Yeah. I said, I got to work it in. But I thank the Lord for that open door. It's good to have church with them. And we have had some services that was remarkable, outstanding, move of God. And have had them at Smith State Prison back in the day. 16 years, be 17 years this July since we've been full-time prison missionaries. But there's something about one-on-one that's beyond words. If you can make that contact, some of them I just give a little cheer and move on. But some of them, God says, stop here. And we stop. And we talk. And God ministers. And just glorious. And lots of them are writing back, starting our Bible study, doing our Bible study. I want to see God move, whether in the prison or whether here in the church. That's right. And Brother Jeff said, basically he alluded to this fact, Jesus is not coming back after a dead church. He's coming back for a church that is full of life. And we get fueled up by the move of the Holy Ghost, if you want to put it in that terminology. But it's pointless for him to fuel the church up if the church don't have a burden for souls. I want to see souls saved. I thought about staying the battle. We've got to stay in the battle, but we've got to be the church who has life. And staying in the battle is not just (coughs) keeping ourselves up, but being in the battle is looking at the battle and realizing For every individual of the enemy that rises up, or every time we lose one, we've got to know that Homeland is recruiting somebody. That's right, that's right. What I'm saying is we've got to be on the spot recruiting new soldiers. Because they are falling. They're falling right and left. But we don't have to fall. We must stay in the battle. But keep in mind, we got to have recruits. What if there's no army recruiters, no little offices, no little cubicles in the malls and different places, and they depended on volunteers to come in and say, yeah, I want to join the army. How much money is it? Or or whatever. It's not going to happen. Holy Ghost. Draws men to him. Praise the Lord. I wish, I don't know, Sister 
used to be Morgan, Teresa. Sister Butler. Now. Sister Butler. She don't have no more Morgan in her. Praise God. <laughs> she does. Do you know the song, Rise and Be Healed? That's it. I want to hear her sing that before we leave tonight. That's been on my heart lately. An invitation for faith yeah. to get up. <laughs> An invitation, that's what it is, what the song says. An invitation to get up and get what you need from God. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Verse number 13. And also 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 7. We're having some great services in Florida prisons and Georgia prisons. We have right now nine, eight appointments in Florida. Nine appointments in Florida, eight in Georgia every month. So that's right there at the mark of where we was before everything fell apart. But God is still God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, and also 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I can do, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. 2 Timothy 4 and 7, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. You may be seated. I have an illustration to use for a premise tonight that may help bring this title around to our comprehension. But my thought is, can... While you can. Can while you can. So you can have when you cannot. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Did you get that, Pastor? Can while you can. In parentheses. So you can have when you cannot. Praise the Lord. I remember when I was coming up, and I, I got a feeling Brother Hicks may know something about this in his coming up, and, and hopefully more of you. But we, Mom and Daddy, and won't go into a lot of details, but I have to say probably more Mama than Daddy. He worked offshore when he was uh, emotionally able to work when he's sober. God rest his soul, he got saved before he died. Thank the Lord. But they plant lots of corn. We didn't have a truck farm, but they planted lots of corn, lots of butter beans, lots of peas, 
uh, lots of potatoes, lots of peanuts, and watermelons and all of that. And it was a common thing for us in the summertime to be canning. Canning. Y'all familiar with that? And the reason they canned is because it made good sense not to just go out there and get a mess of corn, mess of peas, mess and all of this and cook a good meal and then let the rest of it go to waste. And then come wintertime when you'd be hungry, you wouldn't have nothing to draw from. So they were canning while they could. While it was coming in, while it was available... While the harvest was there, we went out, and us young folks, we didn't like it, but we did it. As small children, my granddaddy would tell us something. In fact, look, I'll give you a nickel for every pound of beans you shell. <laughs> These little fingers went to work. Yeah. I mean, fingers work today, but it's texting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that a lot of youngins know anything about shelling beans or peas or silk and corn. But that's, that's a... Powerful thought for you to get a hold of right here before I go any further that we canned these vegetables while we could. Because we was aware of the fact that winter would come on and we would not have if we didn't can while we could. And considering that thought, consider what Paul is saying here. He said, I can do all things Through Christ Jesus, which strengtheneth me. With whatever situation comes across my path, whatever burden ladens heavy upon me. He could have used it in all kinds of avenues here, but he had a certain thing in his mind when he said it. We'll get to that in a moment. But the reality is what he could do referring to here, it goes beyond that. Through the trial, through the fire, whatever the situation is, I can do all Things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Within my own strength and power, I can do nothing. But if I will do what I can while I can, when the time comes when I cannot, I will have. Praise the Lord. Now in chapter 4 of Philippians, he encourages the Philippians. He said, I'm longing for you. You're my joy, my crown. Stand fast in the Lord. He's beseeching or begging for some that they be of the same mind. Bring your minds together. Be in unity. Let there be no division among you. Then he moves on in verse 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Follow him in this epistle here. He's encouraging them. And then he drops down there and says I can do all things. So what I'm telling you is. uh, He's telling them you can do this. I can do this. We can win. He said be careful for nothing. 
Don't be over anxious about anything. Right. And how valuable I've learned that the epistles and the Word of God, anointed by God, sanctioned by God, ordained by God, to be here for us. When God's speaking to the Philippians, He's talking to the Landmarkians here, yeah, the Brooklyn, right. yes, folks. They're talking to all of us. And so He said, Be careful for nothing. Brother Jeff, can I get worldly right here? <laughs> I don't know about that. I just remember back before Christ. This fellow named Billy Preston. You ever heard of him? He was before Christ, before him then. But he sung a song. He said, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You remember that? And that's a fact. He didn't know he was preaching without anointing, but he's doing it. Not the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in all things, everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't, how can you do that, Brother Morgan? How can we be careful about nothing? How can we go through life and not be anxious about something? It's very difficult in the flesh, but in the spirit, some way, somehow, we can enter into that realm and give it to God. What God tells Sister Butler, stand still. What's he saying to this sister? Stand still. What's he saying? Don't be anxious about it. Don't be anxious about it. Just be just take it to the Lord. Trust in Him by prayer and giving yourself to Him through supplication and thanking Him for what He's already done. Make your request known to God and the peace of God that passes all understanding that goes zooming right over my head. I can't understand it, but that peace of God that passes all understanding uh, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, uh, equip your mind with the right things, uh, and you can do that. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think about them. Think about them. Think about them. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Do, and the God of peace shall keep you. He said, I rejoiced that your care for me has flourished. I don't speak with respect or want, but I've learned. Listen to him. I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. This is where Paul's saying, I can do all things. 
He said, I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content, to, to be relaxed about it. All right? I, 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 I'm at a low point. I'll relax. I'll find that high point after a while. But right now, I'm going to relax in this. I'm content. This is what God's lot is for me. Right now, I'll be content. Or if it's a, a very lucrative place, I'll be content. Not that, now, I both there would be content. I know both how to be abased. I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound. I know how to be full. I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. Now, if Paul, listen, can while you can. If he did not learn how to be uh, abased and how to abound when he was brought low, if he let that crush him at the end of the day, when winter came on, he could not say, I have peas in the deep freeze. Yes. I have corn in the cabinet. That's right. Oh, help That's me, Jesus. Right. But he said, I can. I learned the value of being content when I'm brought low. I did not complain. I did not raise a ruckus. But I said, Lord, I'm going to be right here. And as long as I'm here, you're God. And there's none beside you. And I'm holding on to you. Praise the Lord. I've learned how to abound. Do good. To be prosperous. To be abounding. And not let that curve my appetite. For God. And not let that curve my desires for God. You see, unfortunately, and I'm not a, uh, a, a, a doctor of theology and a, a surveyor of the holiness movement to make any comments about what is what. I just know what I see, what I presume. And I'm going to share part of that with you right now. And because I wonder, sister, why so many in churches we go to, we find such a such a such a, a common thread of holiness people being beat down, needing to be lifted up. Something something's going on. It, it seems like it's a common thread that that we're beat down. Could it be when they're abased, they're really seeking God? Lord, get me through this fire. Get me over this pump. Help me through the night. But when they are abounding, they seem to go solo and not let God hear from not let God hear from them too much and they're not canning while they can he said I've learned I can do all things I said I can do all things I can be low and still talk to God I can be high and a pound and still call on the name of the Lord because I've got to know that my help comes from him when it seems like I don't need any help but the reality is I'll 
not plead the breath where I don't need help. But I need to know that. I've got to call on him while I'm still abounding. That's right. That's if Paul hadn't learned that, he'd have got to lift it up. He said, I saw things would not lawful for a man to see. I was lifted up there. He didn't even mention his name. He's just, you know, it's, it's just humble. I'm not even going to say it was me, but we all know it was him. What if he let that abounding there cause him to step away from his prayer closet? Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the Apostle Paul. I've seen great things in the Spirit. And before you know it, that hump, they say he had a humpback. I don't know if he's humpback or not. But whether he was or not, that thing would be getting humped. Because he didn't can while he could. You see, while you're abounding and you're still calling on God, you're still, you're still filling the basket full of things to put in store for after a while. If Paul just going on over what he said, he said when he's full, he, he could have backed away, but oh no, I'm full. I'm full. Just thank God for the fullness. Yes. Keep trusting him. Right. When God blesses us, and he has tremendously blessed us, we thank you for the offering. I mean, we got an offering today in the mail we didn't ask for. Thank God it came, and, and it's an abounding blessing. Yeah. So what do I do to it? Just, grown God, I didn't need this much. No, thank God for it. Yeah. Just thank Him for it. He's got a place in mind for it. He knows, so I just said, Lord, give me good wisdom. Be a good steward of what you give us. While we're abounding, because I remember times when we were not full. That's right. But he's never changed. So I cannot afford to change when my status changes. I gotta. Well, it's gonna turn out about canning tonight. But I got to can. Well, I can. Mama worked at the factory. She'd leave it to us to pick the beans and all, but she'd had to do the canning. She'd had to blanch the peas and all of that. And she no doubt had to help shell them if we didn't be mischievous and, and throw them in across the fence and try to hide them. But our hides caught it when we do stuff like that. I guarantee you. But as old saying goes, she might say she worked her fingers to the bone and come home, but she knew those babies needed something when the cold winds of winter would blow. Yeah. And when everything's already died in the field and there's no more picking, there come a time when there's no more abounding. There come seasons in our life when there's no abounding. But if we can while it was, we will have. <laughs> and there's been times when we will abound. And down the road, we may abound more. But if we didn't stay hooked up, then it would destroy us. 
Some's made the statements that I know why God don't let me be rich. He knows I would be a fool with it. I don't know. God had some great men that was rich men. That's right. But they wasn't fooled with it. Right. So he says this notable, notable word here. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Then we see Paul. He's arrested. For what? Just because he's who he is. Because he stands for a resurrected Lord. He stands with the firm foundation, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on a cross, was buried in a tomb, Come forth the third day. And ever intercedes. Ever intercedes. Got him arrested. Paul testifies that he'd been hungry. Been out on the sea. Been forsaken by his own countrymen. Been forsaken by all of these things. And, and the list goes on and on and on. But he'll say at the bottom of each trial. But I'm not destroyed. I'm not forsaken. And he looks through the lens of time. And he comes to a day when he cannot go any further. When he's locked up and cannot get out to, to, to preach the gospel anymore. Some say the tradition says he could see out of his shell cell the block that his head would be laid on. I don't know. But Paul saw all that in mind when he wrote to Timothy. He could have said, Timothy, son, I've been canning for a while. I've been putting up for a while. I said when I said I can do all things through Christ, Jesus which strengtheneth me, I meant every word of it. I can do it. And right now, when I'm here, them making things, preparing things to take his life, he's still, I believe, saying it. I can. I can go all the way to that. And then when they chop that head off, God's going to crown it in glory. I'm going to find myself in the presence of God because I learned how to can when I could. And when it comes to the end of the road, I will have something to take me across the Jordan River. I'll have something to help me when everything else stops right there. So he says, I'm going to go over there and back up to verse 16 of chapter 4, 2 Timothy. For now, for I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. One time, our daughter was very small. She didn't quite understand the, the, the need for farmers. And I forgot the exact conversation she had with her mother, but she said something about, I don't want to be a farmer or something like that when I grow up. I don't want to be a farmer. She said, what if nobody else wanted to be a farmer? She said, well, what would you do to get food? She said, I'd go to the grocery store. 
She said, no, baby, if you go to the grocery store and there ain't no farmers, ain't going to be no food there. That's right. Family sat down around the table in the dead of the winter. Anybody ever felt like you've been going through a winter even in the middle of summertime? In the dead of winter. And they sat down and they smell the sweet aroma of boiled corn. <laughs> Can I talk about food? <laughs> they smell those butter beans. Mm, got some ham hock in them. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, they feel the heat coming off the cornbread, which came from meal, that came from corn, that come out of a field that was canned in some respect to get to where it got. And you smell all of that. And somebody says, Shall we be thankful for this? And then a thought can come. Lord, thank you that we can. Why we could. Now we have. You see, the old saying is can what you can. What is it? Tell me. What's that old saying about get what you can and can what you get? That get what you can and can what you get. In other words, when your pastor's preaching to you, can it? Oh, I don't need that right now, and that's for sister so-and-so. Can it? You're going to need it somewhere down there toward the wintertime. You're going to need it. And you can all of that up. And all of a sudden, when the enemy wants to Bring you down and unfocus your eyes toward the real mission of the church. And that's souls. I like coming here on Sundays. I hope it's still this way. When you got all these youngins lined up across here. It's souls. Their mama may not know beans about the word of God. And may not even care where they're at. They're out of her hair. But you know where they're at. They're in the house of God. Hallelujah. And they're getting something if they'll just can it. But when you feel like you've just been brought down to the lowest low, all of a sudden you look in the cabinet of your mind. Oh, I remember what he said. You can make it. You can make it. And you rise up. And you be healed. In the name. Of Jesus. Can you get ready for that sister? Now Paul said. I'm now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I'm just about ready to go. I have. Because he said I can. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept. The faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me. A crown of righteousness. Which the Lord. The righteous judge. Shall give me at that day. And not only to me. And not to me only. But unto all them also. That love. His appearing. I'd like to ask you to. No no let's keep our seats. 
Because the song's going to invite you to rise if you need to. Healing. You might say, well, Brother Morgan, what's that song and that thought got to do with can while you can so that you'll have when you cannot? Because if you will can realize I can do all things through Christ, whatever healing you need, whether it's healing of emotions, healing of finances, and I'm not a name it and clam it and grab it and blab it, but this is reality. It's the children's bread. Whatever healing you need, physical healing, mental healing, Whatever it is, you can have it by faith. Rise up and be healed. Listen carefully to the words of this. And can it. And if you need to take the lid off the can tonight, help yourself. Hallelujah. 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 Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. Yes. Let faith arise in your soul. Do you have troubles this evening? Do you have needs? Rise. Because you can. <laughs> because you can. Because you can. Rise in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 